0: Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. One of our biggest competitors here, who still is a, a big competitor, wrote to us after about two weeks, this really long email to say how we've got no chance. Any properties we're going to get, they're going to undercut us. No one can charge 1.5% in this area. We cannot be as successful as you want to without haters. We've created a super special free Firewave gift. Packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www.fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. Hello and uh, welcome to another podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today, Samantha is not here. Those of you that are friends with Samantha on Facebook have seen that she's now dating and therefore has disappeared in the face of the earth. I'm only half joking. She fully deserves the time off. So today we're going to talk about, and Sam might include me as as one of hers, why you need haters and in brackets, how to love them. And the reason why actually I think it's probably better that Sam isn't here to talk about this is she doesn't really, if you know Sam well, doesn't really care what others think. And therefore, comments don't really impact her, both positive or negative. It's kind of water for ducks back so hopefully it's slightly more relatable to me where comments do and have impacted day-to-day and impacted thought posts etc because the impact on negative comments or even the thought of potential negative comments and haters and and the impact on you and on your business is is huge if you think about it it impacts your energy if you People start talking negative about your company or about you, about how you are on video, about how you talk, about how you market, about anything you do impacts how you turn up to work. It impacts your brain health. If people are, And we use brain health instead of mental health because of a podcast we had early in the series. If you haven't, check out a previous episode where we talked to the, the guy who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. It was an incredible story. I'm sure some of you have already listened to it. So we call it brain health instead of mental health. Cause that's exactly what it is, the health of your brain. So the haters impact your output. If you're feeling negative or feeling down, you retreat and, and go back into your safety zone and don't put the effort into what you're doing. You don't put yourself live on camera. You don't do other things. You kind of retreat and go to safety zone and either take time off or you maybe go on your phone and, or you watch videos that make you laugh, et cetera, rather than actually doing work. It affects your relationships when you go home. If you're anything like me, we take out our negativity on the people closest to us. So at work, we'll be nice to everyone and et cetera. And if you had a bad day, you go home and you don't speak to your family, which is crazy because they're the people that are there to support you the most. And I'm certainly working on that and and trying to find a way to leave everything at work and focus on my um, amazing family that support me more than anyone else. So it certainly affects your relationships and your stress levels as well negativity and, and hate comments can have a, a huge impact. But actually, there's another way of looking at it, and it's something that I am have been focusing on for the last couple of years and I'm certainly getting a lot better at, that actually, without haters, it's almost impossible to make any sort of impact with your business. If you think about the big names out there, the Elon Musks, the, who else is there? Donald Trump is a great example. Again, all you'll hear is haters for Donald Trump, but actually, he's got more fans than haters. You don't get into the White House otherwise. All these people in a massive, privileged, powered position all have as many haters as you, as super fans. So actually, on from the outside, it usually looks like they have more haters because haters shout louder than the people that actually love you. And that's always something to remember, that if you put a, a live video out there, or whatever it may be, a piece of content or a property, the haters will always shout louder. So even if 1% of the people that view what you're doing, don't like what you do, and 99% love it, the chances are you're still going to have more comments from the people that don't like what you do than the people that do. And if you do get any positive comments, they're usually in private. So not that we've had any negativity about the podcast, but the majority of comments about the podcast to say that the people are very kind about come to either Samurai privately. They don't get posted in the Firewave group or they don't get posted anywhere else. It, it, they come private and they're very much appreciated. Um, but that that's what happens. If we put a very controversial video out there, then the chances are the, the comments will be negative. When we first opened, actually five years ago, last week, I'd come from a background where I had absolutely zero public image. I had never been in a position to have any negative comments thrown towards me. And there was a, a, an article put out by... I want to say property industry It was something like that. It might have been property industry eye about Sam moving from being a business coach. I'm sure you can, many of you can remember this, but being a business coach, an agency coach into agency. And there must have been 20, 30 comments all by nameless, faceless people saying, who does she think she is? You know, who? who uh, you can't just go from being a business coach to an agency, she'll fail and, and all this. and And she loved it. She actively searched it and 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 laughed about it and used it as motivation. I was under the table wondering what the hell was going on. Why are, are these people trying to shoot down what was going on? And actually in the background, someone's was getting even, you know, 10 times the messages that were on there, a positivity saying, can't wait to see what you do, et cetera. And it's been incredible. Thank God we, we've been successful, but it's been incredible for our now business in Firewave, where we've been able to say, actually, look what we've been able to do and, and where we go to. And that's because it was quite polarizing. We certainly niched. We did things that other agents can't and won't do. And we got to a position where we were or are looked up to in the industry, which is quite incredible for me, but Sam kind of knew it, was, it would happen all along. And the reason being is that we're quite polarizing in what we do five years ago, the, the biggest feedback to Sam or the biggest pushback to Sam was always, well, that doesn't work or you're an agent or that costs too much money, et cetera. Well, we've proved and many of our now amazing Firewave clients that we're amazingly proud of. I've also proved that there is another way to agency. There's another way to every business. It's just finding it and, and proving it. But those hate comments put me on the back foot for quite quite a long time. And I've told this story previously, but one of our biggest competitors here, who still is a a big competitor, wrote to us after about two weeks, this really long email to say how we've got no chance. Any properties we're going to get, they're going to undercut us. No one can charge 1.5% in this area, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're just two people with a laptop and no confidence, something along those lines. This was a guy who'd been in the industry 34 years, so I kind of believed him and had Sam not been there at that stage, I'm not sure which way I'd have gone. I quite possibly would have gone back to a different industry or um, a, a, I'm not quite sure how I would have reacted, but it certainly would have taken me a long time to get over. And uh, our good friend, George Verdes, sent me a message, which he probably doesn't realize how much it helped. And he, he said, congratulations. If this guy wasn't scared of you or wasn't in fear, because that's where hate comes, comes from, fear... There's no chance he would have reached out and spent his time writing this letter. So first of all, you're doing something that he's scared of, that he believes is actually going to work. Otherwise, what's the point in him writing to you? Which was an amazing outlook, and um, it really helped at the time. I'm a big fan of previous podcast guests. Very proud previous podcast guest Gary Vaynerchuk, who always talks about perspective, and he goes to the absolute extreme with perspective, and, and this is what he uses kind of to ignore the negativity, because he gets as much negativity as anybody, which amazes me, but it's because he has polarizing opinions and he uh, has something that he stands for. But what he imagines, which I haven't quite gone into this detail, but when he gets five minutes every day, he sits there and imagines one of his key five family members has been shot dead, and he pictures it and imagines, I'm not sure how detailed the picture is, but imagines how that feels. And then on the other side of that, the reality is that hasn't happened. So everything else gets put into perspective. You know, the, the comment on his YouTube video that says, Gary V sucks or whatever it may be, whatever your example is, that actually doesn't matter because the key people in your life are okay. And even if your business fails or what our friend competitor wrote was true, actually, if everything fails, it doesn't really matter. You either find another voo, or you find another angle. But as long as those key members of your family are still breathing and still smiling and still happy nothing else really matters look and i totally get it's easy to say and much harder to do i'm certainly not preaching cuz i'm i'm not there even a fall through or anything like that still has an impact on me and it's almost like a chemical reaction in my body where i retreat and go go back the other way but one thing that one mentality change that i've had is what our coach Nick James once said to us. And it was that you cannot create impact in your business. You cannot get your name out there. You cannot be as successful as you want to without haters. And that changed my perspective to almost try and attract haters. Because if you put a post out there that doesn't attract haters, you're not creating any impact. And I think that's a really clever way of thinking about it. And it's a a total mindset shift from being defensive of not wanting to offend someone to being on on the ultra attack to say, actually, this is what I believe. And if that offends you, that's amazing. And the reason why it's amazing is because, firstly, social media reach. As we said before, the 1% of people that disagree with you or think you're an idiot or whatever it may be, they're the people that comment on social media. They're the people that get your posts out to more People and, and other people that may love you or may hate you, and they're the people that create conversation and argument and comments, and they're the people that Facebook thinks this video is important, this video or this piece of content is what people want to see, and therefore let's show it to more people, and um, and you get your name out there wider. The ninety nine percent of people that private your message, private you message, message you privately, and don't like or don't comment, and and the the secret watchers are, are probably your super fans. They don't usually interact for whatever reason that may be. They want to be a private fan or whatever it is. I'm not quite sure. They message you privately and therefore it's great for ego, but it's not great for social media algorithm. And if you get a negative comment, the amount of private comments you'll get to say, what are they talking about? They're an idiot, et cetera. And it's quite hard not to say, yeah, I know, an idiot and F this and F that. But actually, where's it coming from? Where's their hatred coming from all their disagreement or their anger. And it's usually fear. They're scared of what you're saying. For example, if you go live and say, if you don't go on video, your business will fail. It's quite extreme, probably not true. But the people that that argue with you will argue because they're scared of going on video. That's the answer. Otherwise, why would they need to disagree? They, They could just move on. So it's really important for reach and the best comments we get uh, let's say we put a facebook ad out there and the, and people will comment say why am i seeing this I, I don't want to see this crap and then what they don't realize is because they've commented they're going to see even more of this crap and facebook will think this guy facebook doesn't read the comments facebook thinks this guy knows likes what he's reading and therefore let's get it out there Let, to him to them again and and see what else he'll comment on or they'll comment on so it's really important for reach one thing to concentrate on in order to get haters and the other side to haters is superfans and superfans is, is hi i'm harry i'm owner of johol's Stadium in Sleestra and finding country to share the results i've achieved through FW training and all the masterminds is just incredible i've been able to step back from business and actually grow my business twofolds which is a great achievement so it's really important for reach one thing to Concentrate on in order to get haters, and the other side to haters is super fans. And super fans is is great for our business. Super fans are the ones that attend every every event we have. They're the the people that recommend us to everyone. They're the people that comment on everything and like everything and message us and and read everything we put out there, watch every video, and they're the the people we're, we're trying to attract. But it's really important to remember you cannot attract a group of super fans without Having haters, think about bands, whoever your favorite band is. Mine is a band called The Fray, who very sadly will have their last gig, concert. What's the cool way of saying it? I'm not really sure. I'm 30 now, so whatever I say isn't cool. We're recording this at the beginning of April. It's uh, middle of May, is their last ever concert, so please don't speak to me during that time. Um, Me and my very, 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 very pregnant wife will be flying to Chicago um, to watch. But let's take them for example. They were really big in 2007, 2008, 2010. But at the same time, I can speak as my friends, as some of them, they had a lot of people that absolutely hated them for whatever reason. It seems crazy for me that someone hates a band, but saying that I, I hate heavy metal music because it makes me feel ill. And in order for any artist, Ed Sheeran is another good example that there are so many people that strongly dislike him, but that then empowers the, the super fans to be even more over the top and love them even more. And and that creates a super fan culture which, who then like and comment and everything and, and it pushes them up. If you think about the middle of the road people or bands, they probably don't have a group of people that hate them and therefore it's quite difficult to get anywhere. Country music is a good example. There aren't many people that hate country music, but there are a lot of people that love it. But because there aren't many people that hate it, it doesn't really go very far it kind of um, sits middle of the road and I use that as an example because my wife is a big country music fan and and would love to have lived in Nashville so how do you create super fans and you need to stand for something something that you genuinely believe in and uh, it needs to be something that polarises and then you need to tell the world about it if you look at someone like Gary Vaynerchuk probably only has four or five simple messages that he talks about Yet, he's absolutely relentless with content. He'll do at least a podcast a day. He'll do two or three TikToks a day. He'll do five or six Instagram posts, 10 Facebook posts. He'll do lives. He'll He'll do so much content on four or five different simple topics that all polarize opinion. He'll be very honest. He'll be quite out there. He'll tell students to disagree with their parents, to forget about the parents, to forget about negativity. But he stands for something and everyone, you know what he stands for. It's very clear. And therefore, the people that at the moment, he's, he's very strong in NFTs. And if you see 99% of the comments on NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, almost like a, a digi currency that's a, a picture or um, is a, a JPEG, 99% of people will be, will say, what, what the hell is an NFT? Why would someone pay for a JPEG or et cetera? And whether he's right or wrong at this stage, no one will ever know, but the comments come from fear, the negativity comes from fear. And because there's so much about it, there's then his super fans are created and look into it more and history will tell whether he's right or wrong. But at this stage, it doesn't really matter because people will pay a lot of money to find out what he's talking about. And because what he's talking about is so polarizing and it'll have such an impact on different things that you need to find your NFT subject or you need to find something that, Polarizes your audience. We've got to be careful in a B 2 C scenario where we don't. There's one agent in Birmingham. I want to say his name that jumps to mind that was quite ultra polarizing, and I think that ultimately had a negative impact on his business because of his messaging was negative across both to agents and and to clients. So you need to find something that's polarizing that is quite careful in the B to C environment, whereas. If you're a B two B company, you can almost say or do what you like, and the impact should always be be a positive. Obviously, depending on on what what you say and what you talk about, you can't go and talk about Putin in a positive manner at the moment. That's that's uh, polarizing the wrong t- way. But find a topic which is interesting. So, for example, at the moment, if you're speaking to buyers, you could say, actually, I would say, cash buyers are not the best type of buyer. I absolutely believe that. And I, I would I would back that up by saying that it's much harder to spend £1 million of your own cash that's sat in the bank account than to spend the bank's £800,000 and £200,000 come out your previous property that you've never seen that million pounds. It's a lot easier. You've got to jump through a lot more hoops in order to get to the point of offer than you do just having a million pounds sat in your bank account and say, there you go. It's a lot harder to see that money go out of your bank and therefore I would argue it's a lot easier to pull out if you've got cash than if you've got a mortgage. I understand there's more factors that get added into that, but that our data says that and our gut feeling says that. And I would argue it. And that would be of interest to the audience because the general public will always feel and the vendors that are watching will always feel that actually cash buyers better. So you you're you putting an opinion out there and either people disagree with you, which is absolutely fine as we've discussed. But the people that then agree with you, they're learning something new, and therefore they start listening to other things you've been posting. It's like going into evaluation and remembering that you're in there in a consultant and advisory position. It's something that our team potentially don't do well enough, where the client can take control and say, "I want to, I want to price it at this," and they would just agree. Well, actually, this is our field and this is what we talk about. So, what's quite important, something I would look for in evaluation is something where I can disagree with what they're saying. So if they say, this is going to be a fifth bedroom because this house needs five bedrooms, and I'll say, well, actually, it doesn't. It would need a four-bedroom house as a bigger market and people looking for a second sitting room, and therefore, if we present it this way, this will be the result. So always look for something that your advice differs from other agents or differs from their opinion. So once they're on board with that, they'll start listening to everything else you say and start reading everything else you say and you'll be put as, as more of an expert Then if you go in and just kind of nod along with everything they say and agree with everything they say, it, um, it won't hold you well, especially at the higher end. These people are used to have paying for consultants, used to paying for advice. And as much as you think or they'll act like they want to be in control, actually disagreeing with them and giving evidence as to why you disagree with them, we'll, we'll, with them will put you high up the list. Another way to create impact and create, have haters and some content ideas to newsjack. So this is something that we need to do a lot more of and we will do a lot more over the next six, 12 months as our structure and the business changes. But newsjacking is finding out or looking at the news every day, which isn't good for your brain health, I get that, but, and finding an angle on the biggest news that is relevant to your business and to your industry and et cetera. So For example, at the moment, um, Ukraine war is going on and what we should have done in terms of Ashdown Jones is the day Putin invaded Ukraine, we should have gone on live and talk about what is the impact on the local property market to Putin invading Ukraine and finding an angle. And you don't have to give opinions on that if you don't want to, but actually jumping on what the news are posting about will do two things. It will create interest in your local market and people will either agree or disagree and they might comment and say, that's insensitive or or whatever it might be. Um, but also local news agencies that are looking for comments or looking for articles or looking for an expert to speak on that will see your content and then it will position you as an expert. You'll get invited to different things, to talk, et cetera. And you can do it about absolutely anything. Look at the news, look at social media, look at certain trends. Are the memes trending? Is the news trending? Whatever it might be. Is there an upcoming budget? What would you do if you were prime minister? What would you do if you were Chancellor? How can you sell your home in a tax efficient way? That is going to create a lot of hate. But actually if you're targeting high value net worth people, they value that information and they'll they're used to getting hate from the the comments. And therefore they'll align with you and and, and trust you. And, and yeah, throughout the process, it's all about building no like and trust. And the opposite of that, it's about building no hate and, and distrust and both go side by side. And no like and trust is impossible to build without building the other side. So I hope that explains why haters are good for your business and why, although it may impact on your business in a negative way, if you let it. And remember that, there's only one person in control of your feelings and it is you. And I totally appreciate that. It's difficult to do, very difficult to do, but there are ways to try and manage it. Thinking about perspective and different exercises that hopefully will help, but just understanding that actually those negative comments or those, haters, as long as it's nothing that you have done that you failed on. So if a client's giving you hate because you've actually done a shitty job. That's maybe not something that you should work towards and it just needs resolving. But if you're getting hate from the outside for opinions you hold that you know the niche that you are trying to attract, want to understand and want to listen and and will it'll be of interest to them, then the hate is is a great side to have because it's gonna push it, it's gonna polarize, it's gonna create super fans and that will have a massive positive impact on your business as a whole. So go out there, create content, whatever it may be, video, written, speaking on podcasts, whatever format and medium you like to do. In a direct mail piece, we try and be polarizing and not on the market letter. We know that if a homeowner of a lower end property gets hold of the letter and we're talking about high value homes and how to make the most of this current market and, and make X amount of money. We know that some people think that's almost tax avoidance level. It's taking advantage of other people. It's X, Y, Z. We understand that, but we're also speaking to a certain entrepreneurial market that we know is our market and we know we'll react to an opportunity because that's what they're used to doing. So because we have that clear message in our head and the clear market and we accept the fact that we almost target the fact that he's going to polarize. And that's why we get so many valuations and that's why we win so many valuations. And yeah, that's how we are learning to love our haters because we know that without them, the business is not as successful. We've created a super special free Firewave gift packed full of marketing goodies just for our podcast listeners. You can get yours by going to www fire-wave.co.uk slash free gift and following the simple instructions that's www.fire-wave.co.uk slash